podcast where we go through albums we've been mean to listen to i don't know what to do with my hands well hey everybody welcome to i've been mean to listen to that the podcast where we go through albums we've been mean to listen to and use that as a conduit to learn about each other and our guests hi ezra how are you doing today i am i'm doing how are you doing today (laughs) that can't be your answer for everything (laughs) (laughs) i don't know man i don't have like a real answer i'm like I'm doing okay. I'm not in as much mm-hmm. pain as I was in like yesterday, so I think that uh, it's gonna be a good day and a good episode. And I'm feeling more optimistic than usual. Is that a good enough answer for you, Andrew? Yeah, that's that's literally all I'm asking. Um, <laughs> as for as for me, like I'm uh, I'm doing fine, but like today um, I'm staying with my family right now. Um, <laughs> Today, my dad put ice cream on his lasagna, just like to prove a point. Oh. He, Wait, what? What point could he possibly be proving? I don't know. Just like he didn't want to get a plate. So like he just put it on his lasagna. <laughs> and, he sure um, showed you. Yeah, I was really, like, I was, I got pwned. Uh, <laughs> um, well, speaking of getting pwned, um, this what guest is going to pwn up. <laughs> I'm I'm interested. I'm interested in this segue. I'm interested in. This okay, segue. here we go. I gotta I'm gonna pull it out. I'm gonna pull it out. Here we go. <laughs> Speaking of getting pwned, um, this guy has been pwning the entertainment industry with his good improv skills and his Hell nice yeah. chillness and his great podcast Culture Kings, as well as guests on various great podcasts and whatnot. It's Jackie Neal. What's up, what's up, what's up? Thanks for having me, guys. And you know what? I'm going to say, as a longtime podcaster, you pulled that segue off, so I'm happy. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you. That means the world. So, uh, Jackie, like, um, also, I got to say, your pops is wilding. Your pops is wilding. Like, he could have put that, he could have put the ice cream on the side of the lasagna, but on the lasagna, your pops is wilding. (laughs) He, like, mixed it in. He, like, kind of, like, gross. It was disgusting. There's no way that was was good. I am a fan of weird, like, combinations of food and stuff like that, like chocolate covered potato chips and shit like that. Like, that's really good. That's that's good. But, like, uh, 
ice cream covered lasagna is not yeah not the move that's not good <laughs> that sounds horrible. yeah if yeah uh, if your if your father if your father has never lied to you before and he said that was good accept that as his first lie because it wasn't there's no way that that was good at all <laughs> Ugh, we're not speaking anymore so anyways <laughs> no 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 uh, i love my dad he's i love hey dad if you're listening i love you um, by the way, I, I come on the show. In, yeah, yeah, come on the show. Um, uh, yeah. So um, I love I love my appa. It's like Korean for dad. So let's talk. Let's talk a little bit about your musical like history. Like, what music did you enjoy growing up, and what music do you currently enjoy to this day? Um. Yeah. This is an interesting question. I. I. Um. You know. I grew up and a very religious well my grandmother was very religious and you know i lived with my mom and my grandmother and aunts and grandparents and stuff it was a big household uh so gospel was very much a part of my musical life um and and also my mom had has a very eclectic like musical uh taste so a lot of like Sade and Anita Baker and Steely Dan and and, yeah. and then also you know and then also you know I know he's canceled now but uh, R Kelly you know and uh, and and Wait, a he's lot of canceled Ar- now yeah he did <laughs> something he did something uh, I need a, I need to update my Valentine's playlists like all these <laughs> yeah. girls I'm you gotta you gotta Sorry, take go bump and gr- you gotta take bump and grind off your playlist man you gotta take it off. but uh but yeah so you know so that was cool and and then my mom also had me young she had me when she was 16 so uh so she was still very much into you know whatever was hip in the 90s but my aunt uh is only 11 years older than me so we were raised kind of like brother and sister but she was really into the hip scene so i got a lot of the you know the 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 classic R and B like S W V and 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 Silk and you know Boys to Men and 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 the hip hop as well and then as I started to grow into my own musical taste uh, you know I had a little Backstreet Boys in there as well but I started to also love like the Mayas and the Teddy Rileys and and the Jay Z's and the Biggies and all that so it's it's I I have a very eclectic and then when I went to high school. I got introduced to more white people than I've ever been introduced to in my life. And uh, I also got introduced to a different, a whole different side of music, light rock and the Jason Mraz's and the, and the, and the, and the the like. So, you know, I have a pretty eclectic, I have a pretty, I think I have a pretty good uh, relationship with music. Uh, But I'm a, I'm a huge like playlist listener now i don't listen to many albums Ooh. anymore i'll listen to like playlists and shuffle a lot and stuff like that uh so that's kind of where i am now and that also helps me learn new music as well um by the way like uh just like a plug for some folks who might not need it but like uh Jackies was on a really great episode of punch up the jam uh, about jason Mraz. Yeah. if you want to like Kind of delve into that some more, like so. Yeah, funny. that was like, so... that was a fun one. I love that. I love me some Mraz, man. Where all my Mraz heads at? Where all my Mraz heads at? <laughs> let your let your Mraz flags fly. Forgive me if this is like um uh I, I, on the episode you said something along the lines of 
I have 18 songs that I would show people to like get people into Jason Mraz. Like, what are those 18 songs? Oh man, I I actually did make a list. Um, <laughs> let me see if I still have it. Here it is. Uh, oh, oh god, that was let quick. Me look, I make you find it. Or all. just like some of his best songs, like some some like ones okay. to like kind of get into him some more, I guess. Okay, uh, here is here's 12 tracks that I can give you. Well, um, that's all. <laughs> yeah, because I I did make this list because somebody asked me and I made it for him. Uh, Freedom song is a very good song. It's off his album. Mm-hmm. Uh, Love is a four letter word, and uh, yeah, really great true, album. Though. Butterfly, it's a good song. It's uh, about sex, uh, but in the way that Jason Mraz can sing it. <laughs> uh live high is a good song uh one of my favorites is shine um and uh did you get my message plain if you want to listen to that i can go on and on he got some great hits man uh i love i love i love me some jason Mraz, man i i if you want i'll send you the list and you can you can you can blast it out that'd be a dream come true like yeah yeah. um ezra is a skeptic but like, uh, we're gonna um, skeptic of Jason Raz. Yes, I I'm not so sure about that guy. <laughs> he seems like I mean, uh, fedora come to life or something like that. Hey, I mean, that sounds what? cool. The way I look, the like way a I fedora look at it. that like went to Hawaii once and now is sentient or something <laughs> like that. Yeah, the cult the cult of Mraz is strong, my friend. The cult of Mraz is very strong. <laughs> I had no idea and I don't I do not know what people this cult consists of, but I'm terrified. <laughs> hey, listen, you know, we you know, we we don't need you to join, but we will give hugs uh if 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 people need them. Uh only if people need them and they want them, you know. We're not giving we're not touching people if they don't want it. It's very nice. So anyways, um, um, so you're like no, the like, free hugs people at like festivals and stuff like that. That's the morass. Oh stands. yeah, that's the morass <laughs> dance. That's the morass dance, and then we'll sing you a little song about happiness and melancholy, melancholy, and you know, then we'll go about our day and go, uh, you know, eat some chicken or something. That's actually adorable and wholesome. <laughs> Sounds like a good life. <laughs> I'm just reminded of like the. I, I'm just having like flashbacks real quickly to like the. I saw a documentary about minimalism and like the two guys who are like preaching minimalism, like every, like you could make a drinking game of like every t- single time they say like, Hey, I'm a hugger. <laughs> like, I'm just like, <laughs> like, Oh, that was gross. Anyways. Um, so, uh, that's, that's really cool that like you have a, like a really eclectic st- taste in music. Like it's also, that's actually like related to outcast a little bit because big boy, yeah. Um, well, obviously, we know that like it's pretty apparent that Andre has like a huge eclectic s- sense of like music and stuff like that taste. Like he loves Prince, he loves Bowie. He, like those are his heroes and whatnot. But like, also like uh, Big Boy, he has he's a big Kate Bush fan. Like that's one of his favorite artists of all time. And it's like when you kind of like look at him, you, know, you might not expect that. But like, like yeah, um, yeah, that's. That's what I like about music, man. I, you know, one thing, especially in the black community, we 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 get on each other too much about music that we like, uh, or quote unquote white music, uh, which I think is dumb. And I'm very happy that mindset is kind of leaving our culture and our community. Um, 
and you it's, know it's yeah, the same yeah. with it's the same with white people toward black quote-unquote black music as well but i can't speak to that um uh, but i i i i'm i'm very happy that you know like i i shouldn't be able to look at you and say Oh, it doesn't seem like you don't listen to like the Killers or you know Neon Trees <laughs> or you know Coldplay or whatever you know because who cares who cares what you listen to as long as you like it right um, and yeah. and I think that's cool to know that you can get inspiration from so many places even if you're a hip hop artist or a hip hop fan you know I I do view myself as a hip hop dominant music fan. And like an indie soul mm-hmm. music fan, but I'll listen to anything, and I have so many genres of people where I have favorites in, so it's really cool. Yeah, and definitely. Like I think fan. it's great that like those walls are kind of like tearing down with that, and like uh, I don't think that I think there are very few people left who just have like their one genre. Like people might have like something that they go to more than others but like like for me it's probably more like of the like indie and stuff like that but like uh yeah it's nice that like people are starting to appreciate the um other like what other genres than they would usually go to like have to offer and like i think that bands like outcast kind of like uh pushed for that like a little bit earlier than like it's happening now and because genre that, like, is that, meaningless like, ha- basically because like that makes you a better musician i feel like and like yeah. i've been like trying to like listen to like podcasts that are like outside of like comedy too because like that's my dominant like dominantly consume is like comedy podcasts but like i've been trying to like listen to like other genres of podcasts too and like um kind of like but, but, yeah like that that makes you a better musician that makes you more well-rounded and like there are things that you wouldn't expect to like bring into your genre of music, like, or your genre of art um, that you wouldn't get if you were just like very narrow minded or like very narrow, like put yourself in a box in a way. Um, Because like, also like big boy says, like I learned storytelling through Kate Bush. I learned how to tell like a story or whatever through Mm. her music. So yeah. Um, Speaking of, outcast uh what is you what are your um what are your impressions preconceived notions thoughts on uh outcast on outcast uh uh for me i um for me is i don't know if i have preconceived notions of outcast because i know outcast um you know i i grew up with them you know but what's been like your experience of them and stuff like that then yeah you know my experience with them is 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 you know i hadn't listened to this album in so long so i did have preconceived notions about this specific album uh but my experience with outcast has been you know like at first they were this like cool hip uh you know just just really southern dope hip-hop duo right where you can just ah ah push that push everybody move you know you can just you can just you listen to it and and cool, like nice. you know you just dance and you 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 feeling it and then they like switched it up with you know i like the way you move and then miss jackson and so fresh and so clean and so then it became like oh this is the cool shit it's not just this mm-hmm. is that this is that good ass hip hop this is cool fucking music this is pop music 
and I don't mean that in a derogatory way that some people use pop, because uh, pop just. Oh, popular. we love pop on this podcast, so that's yeah, definitely yeah. not. I love my dad. <laughs> we love pops. We love pops. But yeah, they became not. I, they didn't become myself. poppy. Uh, but then when Speaker Box uh, and the Love Below came out, you know, uh, is just when it was like, all right, these cats are on a different plane right now. Uh, they. You they they have so many musical they have so many musical genius bones in their body that it's just what's your pleasure? What do you want? You know, do you want me to go down and dirty and give you that Atlanta rap? Do you want me to give you this uh you know, think of people like Childish Gambino right now, right? Uh Andre three thousand was doing that in two thousand and three. So yeah. and, and we yes. love you know, and 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 you know, or do you want us to give you these these hip hop anthems like Miss Jackson or So Fresh and So Clean? You know, so is it, they my I I love Outkast. I think they are truly two of the best musicians of all time. Uh, no matter wow. the genre. This is a good pick for a guest, me. <laughs> 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 What about, what about you, about Andrew? What is your... Oh. Well, uh, <laughs> it's like Gift of the Magi. Where we get... um, no, um, two, two major points is like, first of all, the public consciousness of Outcast is that Andre 3000 is the cerebral artsy one and Big Boy is kind of like the tough street smart one. Like there's like the, the marketing ploy was, you know, the playa and the poets. Um, but like, as I've listened to like this record and also like some of his their later stuff, like that's kind of reductive because like that's not really yeah. the full truth of like because like you know I think like it's really just like two sides of the same coin of just like um, you know also like Big Boy like as you see in like his later records and like his later his later work with Outkast like he he kind of like get you could see that like Andre's influence like rubs off on him. He, he, he kind of starts to embrace like the weird of it all too. And like, um, there's like a music video where like he's driving around and like the flowers are talking and stuff like that. Like they have faces and whatnot. It's like, kind of, it's very like the color palette is very bright and whatever. He's like, kind of like, yeah, he's like, um, and the other one is the other thing I've no the other, like, I didn't really know anything about these guys, uh, except like I kind of wanted to get into it. Um, but the other thing was like the there's that key and peel spe- sketch where like uh, the joke is like Andre like is like totally off the deep end and like he's wearing like a green floofy le- leotard and is like licking lollipops and like blowing pinwheels and like big boy can't really handle it. Um, big th- and that's kind of like why they broke up. Like key plays a. Uh, Andre and like Peel plays like uh, uh, Big Boy, but like I've also learned that like that's f- far from the truth too. Is like that they're like still very supportive of each other, and like uh, Big Boy was very like just like stood by his friend as like uh, Andre just like went off into like grew artistically into like these really cool, interesting directions and stuff. Like he's very supportive, and like they're still friends to this day, and like. There's this, like, really funny, like, GQ, like, quote where, like, Andre's saying, like, um, Big Boy's a better rapper, but then Big Boy responds, like, no, like, clearly, like, 
Andre's the better rapper. And like, um, I think, I think I'm, I'm really drawn by their friendship. I'm really drawn by the, the different, but equally valid, like interpretations of masculinity. They kind of like presents, um, with their music. And yeah, that's, that's really where I am with him. Um, I'll cut, I'll cut that down. So it like is good, but yeah. That's where I'm at. That was beautiful. That was beautiful. No, I think, yeah, I think you, you made a lot of sense. Um, so my experience with Outcast, like I actually, I don't really have much experience with them. So I think that um, that really kind of was the best possible outcome of like merch. I think you mean Outcast. <laughs> no. Um, but, oh. Of the like March uh, moodiness thing that we did. Um, I think that like... Uh, really um they're probably the artists that i know least about of the uh, like picks that we had there so i think that uh like kind of diving into their music like this um is uh really neat and uh kind of learning a little bit more about like the background and the um like i didn't realize that they were so influential on like that genre uh and the way that it yeah. is now. Um, Cause like really all that I knew from them was probably like Miss Jackson and Hey, yeah. <laughs> and uh, mm-hmm. so like, I didn't really know any of the stuff from like this uh, album, but um, yeah, it's just, I wasn't really sure like kind of what to expect of it just because um, I don't know, like, because I have such limited experience with them and because uh they uh were like very young at this time too so like they uh, yeah they're like 17 18 so about that like yeah and i would not expect an album like this to come out of like 17 and 18 year olds uh because like yeah. it um, yeah. definitely seems a lot more like they have their shit together and like uh have direction <laughs> and know what they're doing i think yeah. that's i think that's the case with uh you know hip-hop is a funny hip-hop is a funny thing and i you know growing up with hip-hop especially in the 90s and also coming from the south side of chicago uh you know a lot of hip-hop musicians are are beyond their age even today you know like Kendrick, Kendrick is, is was in his twenties, like for most of his albums that he's put out so far, and 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 childish, uh, same thing. Tupac was fucking twenty six when he died, you know, like it, so, you know, Jesus. a lot of these people are, you know, these are ch- children, and think of how influence and Tupac is spitting knowledge, like knowledge, like you could go listen to Tupac things and hear him talk. And just like, God damn, this dude is spitting knowledge. And this motherfucker is 12. Mm-hmm. Uh, like, so it's, <laughs> it's, it's crazy. So I think with them too, you know, like those first albums like this one uh, in particular, or those first couple um, are very, as somebody who grew up on the South side of Chicago, grew up in the quote unquote hood, uh, they're very hood adjacent. It's very hood adjacent music but not in the stereotypical TV uh, white view of the hood, but just in the, you know, we sit on our porch, we got the cookout going, we got the barbecue going, the kids playing on the block. Yeah, some people may be smoking weed or leaning on the car, uh, but we out here just living and trying to survive. And that's very much old outcast. Um, and then when they flipped it yeah, up. Yeah, it feels very, like, authentic. That's for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but continue what you're saying. Sorry. I didn't oh, no, that's, oh, no, that's. Oh, no, no, no. I was. That's that's pretty much what I was saying. It was very authentic. 
then when they got a chance to expand off of that and start saying, all right, we're more than this. We can make music too. I'm not saying that's not music, but we can, we can, we can give you anything you want. Uh, I think we really started to see just how great these albums were in retrospect. Yeah. Well, yeah. speaking of uh, uh, authentic, <laughs> I have to go pee. So let's take a break. Dot da 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 da. And we're back here to talk about. Southern Playalistic Cadillac Music by Outkast. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Oh, as is usually. As I was just trying to. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I usually am very gung ho and participate in every part of this podcast. Um, <laughs> I was just trying to see if you would like, like how you would pronounce it. Hold on. <laughs> there's actually the like a smush together. I mean, I like know how to say it because they said it in the song, but smush. like, I feel like it's very easy to mess up. I don't even attempt it anymore. Uh, like I can say it, but <laughs> it's their you first know, album. Their I know if I mess it, I know if I mess it up. Yeah. <laughs> hold on. I got it here. Hold on here. Let me, let me uh, hold. I got it on my phone. So here we go. Southern playlist of Cadillac music. There it is. Southern playlist of Cadillac music. Southern playlist of Cadillac music. Yeah. So <laughs> this is the Outcast is the winner of our March moodiness pick. Um, our March moodiness competition. We're doing a whole month on Outcast, so that's really exciting. And we got a really exciting guest still, Jackies. He hasn't left. Yeah. I've not left. It's I have nowhere con- to go. But even if I did, I would still be here. <laughs> I will still be here. I still think about like Kevin Kevin Porter's tweet about like if you need to leave like a Zoom if you want to leave a Zoom call but you have like technically nowhere to go you could just say hey I haven't eaten I haven't eaten for a while <laughs> so, like, that's a way to like leave yeah <laughs> it's so I funny about that all the, time. the day he tweeted the day he tweeted that I I was just like I talked to him for like an hour plus like the day before that. And I was like, did he say that to me when he had to leave? And he did not. I think I actually <laughs> ended the call. But but now I know. <laughs> oh, wow. True friend. Wow. Um, true friend. True friend. He did say that. He did say that in the middle of our episode. Like, anyways, but that's fine. Um, <laughs> welcome back to the show. But yeah, like really quickly about what you guys were talking about before um, was that this like kind of was... Uh, this made Southern rap or like, you know, Atlanta rap, like a genuine viable, you know, uh, genre of music, you know, it, before it was like East coast, West coast rap there. And the, the tension was like kind of high between those two, but, uh, over time, but like, um, this record came out and it won the source awards for like best new artists. And like, everyone's like, kind of like booing them and, like, cause they were like upset cause neither one of the coasts like kind of like were represented. And then Andre at his speech was like, yeah, the South has something to say. And just like, kind of like with that kind of just like made Southern rap like legitimate and made it real. So like, this is like, this was kind of like avant-garde at the time though. This was kind of like weird. Um, but like, that's really cool. Like how they like made a genre of music like legitimate. So it's like if yeah. like they were true outcasts, you could say. <laughs> what, what, what does that mean? 
I, I did read while I was preparing for this episode <laughs> that apparently they were going to name themselves the Misfits, but since that was already a band, they just uh, looked up synonyms for Misfits, and that's how they got their <laughs> band name. And that is truly relatable. I love it. <laughs> this this podcast was actually like my original idea for the title was going to be I had intentions to hear that, but like um, that was taken already, so we changed it to this, which is not as like. No one's gonna find it on Google or whatever. We gonna help. We gonna help them find it on Google. Yeah, everybody wow. out there, everybody out there. Let's let's make sure people can find this podcast everywhere, everywhere. That's the nicest thing anyone's ever said to us. <laughs> our po- our <laughs> guests are usually just like really mean and like 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 he said, oh, wow. Kevin T. Porter. Like he just left in like the middle of the episode <laughs> and said that he had to go. Wow. Uh, eat something. Wow. <laughs> uh, let's get to some themes of this record like what do you feel were the topics they were kind of like delving into this time around on southern playlist of cadillac music um now you're just flexing me, that you can say it really fast right right you just show you just showing off now you just showing off now <laughs> <laughs> on this album uh, um so yeah What's, for what, me which album this one the oh, one this podcast is about outcast album um yeah the themes are you know for me the themes are are very much just um i mean they even say it in one of the songs i can't remember which one but you know if you think this is just about uh money and drugs and 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 women then you ain't you're not listening right it's about yeah what it's like to live and our shoes and what our life is like and and the place we grew up or and just uh the everyday black struggle and culture um and you know which is still relatable unfortunately in 2020 um and i think and but and, and i think what why it's still relatable to so many people not just uh black people is because you know the struggle of black people um while it is singular there are also struggles that we go through that everybody else go through as well (laughs) you know and and they're talking about that in in this album so uh that's what made it you know like super relatable you know like hootie who or the players club like uh yeah you know you you may not call and everybody might not call like chasing you know love interest being a player but everybody can relate to i want to get some ass today like we can all relate to that you know so or not all but like most of us can relate to (laughs) that i'm not saying we all getting it but i'm just saying like we can relate to wanting it you know (laughs) but yeah so i think the themes of this is just uh you know live live a day living a day in, in in these shoes and that there's more uh than what appears on the surface too um, yeah yeah, yeah. I'm, glad, I'm glad we all agree um, <laughs> <laughs> that's, and that's all yeah, i, I think have to you say kind of about summed that it up really well there's not much to add to that um i got like, more i'm kidding <laughs> i there definitely is a vibe of like uh like you can tell that it's their first album like they um because Mm -hmm. even though it is a little bit more polished and like it's sound and everything and like they uh don't seem like 17 and 18 year olds they still like um do seem like kind of newcomers and they're still trying to kind of prove themselves and like um 
carve out like a place for them and um show that like they do have something to say and that like their experiences matter too you know it's very very also is very like coming is very uh is very just like hey you know this is this is what we perceive as right now and 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 we're growing up in this and this is what has made us at this present moment uh you know so i think there's a lot of that in there too just like a coming of age tale of urban life and and black life in in the south and where they were growing up at it's also like uh, the going back to your theme of like uh walking a mile in your shoes walking a while mm-hmm. mile in my shoes or whatever um the idea of like southern pride and survival like being very proud of where i'm where i'm where they're from like they they're like so many like colloquialism so many like you know uh landmarks they shout out you know street names whatever like they really yeah. shout out where they're from and like respect it and like pay homage but at the same time it's like it's harrowing it's dangerous it's like scary and like you know you have to be very they had to be like very tough and like you know they had to survive in order to like survive so like it's it's like um so it's like kind of like day in the life just like this is what we are living this is what we have to go this is what this is who we have to be in order to survive but also like being proud of that too of like yeah like yeah we live in a place where like the confederate flag is still kind of up in, at the georgia dome yeah. or whatever like we still have to like this is our reality and like um it's like it's and it's also like them playing it off like it's not a big deal ain't no thing but a chicken wing um <laughs> like just like kind of like <laughs> being very casual being very like yep this is no, oh, just making the donuts again, you know, just like this is their life, um, yeah. which is like really cool. Like, I really enjoy it. Yeah. It's also wild, too, because this this um, this album. So back in the 90s, it was in Atlanta. There was this uh, thing called Freak Nick, uh, which uh, which was very much like a Coachella or a Lollapalooza, but centered uh, centered around. Uh, hip hop and and rap and R and B and house music, uh, in in Atlanta, uh, but not just Atlanta music, but it was in Atlanta every year. Uh, and the mm-hmm. mid nineties is when this was huge. So everybody knew in the hip hop world, everybody knew Freak Nick was in Atlanta, but you didn't really know many Atlanta artists or Southern artists. Um, at least I didn't because I was nine. But <laughs> when this album came out, what's your but... excuse? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> That's my excuse, and I'm sticking to it. But you know, so like this is this was cool for like to say, oh shit, this like everybody converges on Atlanta for a hip hop festival, but now we have people to celebrate from there that can kind of like say and this is the music coming out of this place where you all come to to celebrate this thing we all like and love it's dope that's so cool like yeah like yeah like bringing legitimacy to something people already know and like yeah brings like yeah that, that rules i love that any other any other themes any other like thematic things to notice you you've like kind of noted before getting into like highlights lowlights and whatnot Nah, not really. Uh, especially yeah. because, you know, like as we talked about earlier, Outkast's music just changed so much. 
yeah. that that this 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 album and and their second album too is pretty much a lightning rod uh before before the outcast that the mainstream knows about um you know the outcast that if you don't listen to too many of their albums you can always point to Oh yeah, I know Outkast. They saying, you know, so fresh and so clean, or Miss Jackson, or Hey Ya, or you know, you know those those songs. Uh, so a lot of times, this album, their first two albums, really almost don't even feel like them. <laughs> so mm. uh, it's also like it's also like a, a a really cool introduction into uh, musical genius because it's so far and different from other albums that they put out. So I think that's the theme of it too is uh introduction like introducing you to who we are uh before we yeah. flip the game up on your head let's get into some like lowlights of this record uh what do you guys feel like were some songs or even just like thoughts on the record that you felt were not you know as like that you didn't care for you didn't like for me, I feel like the biggest low light was uh, Funky Ride, um, mostly just because it doesn't really feel like it fits much with the rest of the album. Like everything kind of flows so well together and uh, that one kind of stands out a little bit more. And uh, like, I think especially since like it doesn't have um, either Big Boy or Andre 3000 on it, like it's um, just kind of sticks out a lot. And it goes on a little bit too yeah. long, too. And yeah, I don't know. I didn't mind that Andre and Big Boy weren't on it because I kind of like I kind of view this record as like not just an introduction to Big Boy and Andre, um, but also like kind of an introduction to like organized noise and like kind of the Atlanta scene and like CeeLo's there, Goody Mob shows up yeah. too. And like I, so it's like kind of like more like a felt like this record kind of felt more like a posse cut than like um you know just these two guys or like when yeah but like um so i didn't mind that like there was like a track where it just yeah, took a little it, detour i didn't really mind that part as much like i just think that that might be why it sticks out a little bit more um mm-hmm. is because like it doesn't really feature either of them um but for me i think like just the style is like a little bit different from the rest of the album and it like um it drags on a little bit too long and um just doesn't quite fit i guess i don't really have uh it could much have been like three minutes shorter like, yeah absolutely how I long like, is I, that song yeah. <laughs> it's like six minutes like it's too long it's six, yeah it's over six <laughs> minutes yeah I think like if you know, I equated to like when Kanye on late registration had uh My Way Home and, and Common rapped on it. You know? Um yeah, and, right, but that right. song was only like two minutes, so it was perfect. <laughs> it was perfect mm-hmm. length. So to have an album to have a song on your album where you're not on it and it'd be you know, almost the longest track on the album, it's kinda wild. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's kinda wild. Yeah, I think they sound good. I think Society of Sound, that's like the group that's like kind of singing. I think they sound good and the guitar is very sexy. Society of Soul, I mean. Soul, Soul, I mean. Yeah. Um, um, By the way, Organized Noise is such a cool like group name. I think that's so awesome. Like, because like, yeah, that's what music is. It's Organized Noise. Um, (laughs) Can I tell um, you, can I tell you my favorite, my favorite rap name ever? Uh, Yeah. Is... 
uh, they're not popular at all. They were a little indie rap band uh, when I was li- when I was you know growing up in Chicago. But their name was Illinois, and I was just like, that shit is dope as shit. That's dope, <laughs> Illinois. <laughs> fucking loved it. Love it. <laughs> just the perfect use. The perfect use of your state name. I loved it. I listened to this album while I was grilling. Um, so for me, it was very soothing because it, you know, like I said earlier, very much has like a cookout uh, feel to it. You know, like you nice, watching yeah. it while you do while you having a cookout and shit. So I didn't really yeah, have any chill. low light. <laughs> it's very chill. It's very chill to listen to. I didn't have any low lights as far as actual tracks go. Um, I would have to live with it a little bit longer to to really feel that. But for me, one low light was when I first, oh, because like I said, I haven't listened to this album in a minute. So when I first opened it up and saw it with 17 tracks, I was like, God damn. If there's one thing I love about hip hop albums now is they be like 11, 12 fucking tracks. <laughs> like, uh but it, you know that was that was fine uh it was it was cool uh you know one low light for me is and and this is a little bit of an unfair low light is because we're you know we're in such a different weird music listening phase where we can listen to a song and then leave and you know a song drops and we can all hear it at the same time and keep re-listening to it over and over and over is that this album, especially compared to uh, some of their hits, like their hits, hits, uh, didn't really have anything that, like, I'm re, I'm like humming in my head, like at the moment. You know what I'm saying? Like, I loved all the, the tracks. hooks aren't like sticky really as much. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's not a problem. That's not that's not a problem at all. I think that's more of a product of where hip hop was at that time. Because the even though this album is very different and southern, it still has the same type of hip. Like, listen to the way they're rapping. They're not rapping any different than like Jay Z was rapping. Uh, you know, mm-hmm. before Reasonable Doubt came out, and or some of those earlier tracks. Whereas that very quick uh sharp silver tongued rapping that they had right um so you know like this is an album that the tracks are great players ball is classic get up and get out hootie who all classic songs yeah but i would have to listen to it a second time like like the first time i heard element on damn i was just like mm-hmm. that's a fucking bop <laughs> like I, I could, I could, I could recite that chorus after hearing it for the first time. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And this, this album didn't have many of those for me. But like I said, that's a little unfair because I'm listening to it from with the ears of 2020 and not 1994. So, any other, any other lowlights really? Like <laughs> Flim Flam is like just. I felt like they just put a clip of uncut gems in the middle of a record. Just pulled it those were some highlights for me, man. I, I when we get to that, I got I got to talk about the interludes. I love them. <laughs> well, and that's actually that's one thing that I was going to point out is like uh, the like seventeen tracks and stuff like that was a little daunting to me to look at too. But like uh, I think with all the interludes and stuff, it still ends up just being like an hour and uh so it's definitely not as like intimidating or like as much of like a task as it seems like at first and uh i appreciated that i guess not at all (laughs) the blueprint 2 by jay-z 
is 26 fucking songs in over two plus Jesus. hours. Uh, no hell? album will ever be as daunting. No album will ever be as daunting as that. <laughs> <laughs> no, thank you. <laughs> like, <laughs> some great tracks on there. And I it, do not want to, <laughs> knowing that. Let me tell you, it's some great. You've heard you've heard songs from it. Uh, me and my girlfriend Probably, yeah. uh, is from that. Um, you know, excuse me. My name me, is Jay Z, and I'm here. What's to your say- name? Uh, yes that one too (laughs) (laughs) that's something that i appreciate like going back to what you mentioned about uh liking listening to playlists and stuff that's something that i appreciate like is how easy it is to like throw together a playlist and like um if you don't like how long an album is or like how uh like if you don't like certain tracks on an album or you think that it would just be better if they like omitted this song or ended it a little bit earlier and stuff like that you can like put together your own playlist like your own cut of the album like i know andrew you did that with uh chance's album last year right yes Ooh. yes i yeah. I, <laughs> I cut it to 50 minutes and like it's so much better yeah i was gonna say did you cut it to just three songs <laughs> <laughs> i i like i personally enjoy it but like it's it's fine we'll not we'll, we won't get into it this time <laughs> um I didn't like the I, I I didn't like the orgasm at the end of Funky Ride. <laughs> just like you said, the the, the you amount of you like did spittle. Not, not re- but it's just like the amount of spittle she used. <laughs> and like they dropped out all the music too. Like it, it was like very felt a little invasive. Um, uh, <laughs> I don't know. Like hey, you know, listen, hey, listen, hey, you know, as long as she consented and she said yes to doing that, who am I to say? Who am I to yeah. say that? I mean, I think, like, <laughs> it is unnecessary, but it's fine. Oh, like, yeah. It still works with the album. <laughs> like, it's still, uh, all the songs, like, still really, like, go together and um, kind of, like, fizzles out into the next song. And, like, I think that that works. Like <laughs> My thing is, like, it could have, it doesn't leave anything to the imagination because, like, it's a very sexy song in of itself and, like, kind of, like, puts you in the mood and then all of a sudden there's this lady doing that and i'm like (laughs) it's like and they like drop it again they drop the fact that like they drop out the audio and just like that's all you're listening to is like a little too much for me um the uh genius annotation said on the orgasm (laughs) says um, (laughs) it says Deborah Killings is an artist signed to LaFace Records who often contributes background vocals to Outcast songs. She was featured on a later cast song titled Reset. Here, all the duo, duo asked her to do is recreate sounds of an orgasm. Because I was like really confused. I was like wondering what was happening. So, <laughs> so um, anyways, uh, any other lowlights before we move on to highlights? No, uh, not for me. All right, let's get into some highlights. Uh, Jackies, let's get into like what do you enjoyed about some of those skits, like first. Yeah, I, you know what I miss? I miss interludes and skits in hip hop albums. Uh, they're not as prevalent as they used to be. Uh, you know, like some <laughs> so many people use them, and 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 Kendrick uses some nowadays, mostly just voicemail messages and shit but uh yeah the voicemail thing is still like is pretty common but like i don't really hear much of just like the uh like scripted like interludes as much anymore yeah 
And I used to love those. I used to love those. Uh, Kanye so had a couple like really fun ones. <laughs> they are. They are. And and even though this dude, uh, you know, made some crazy and and in some cases reprehensible music, uh, and I'm not saying I don't like it, like him as an artist, but like the, some of the craziest interludes were like on Eminem's old albums. Oh <laughs> that yeah, too. <laughs> like the Stan interludes <laughs> were so funny to me because it was just like <laughs> you're just following a story throughout the the album. So I did appreciate seeing that uh and hearing those even even though they didn't necessarily follow a true story all the way through uh, it was fun for me that was a big highlight another big highlight for me was uh just having the chance to hear them talk about some real shit um Mm. and you know even with Miss Jackson and and Hey I and all that those are great songs and Miss Jackson he is still they are still talking about some some real stuff but this album was just a really nice reminder to say hey don't forget where we came from uh which I feel yeah. is you know was very nice to hear um you know because the thing about hip hop music and music in general I guess is rap what you know. Uh, so you know, Outkast, twenty six years later, ain't gonna be rapping about growing up in in the South as teenagers and anymore. <laughs> you know, that's just not where they're they at. That. Yeah, yeah. So the lyrics will never be the same. So that was really cool, just to hear them rap about some some real shit. Uh, and and they have some really good lyrics in this album. If you sat down and listened to them, I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna listen again so I can really absorb them. Yeah, yeah, it's very dense. I feel like it does take uh, several listens to like really um, get it and like really uh, take all of it in because they are saying a lot. Yeah, but Uh, those were the big ones. Those were the big ones for me. Those were the big ones for me. What about like uh, any like specific song highlights you any specific songs that were like highlights for you? I mean, Players Ball, Players Ball, you know, Players Mm. Ball and a reprise were just great. I love those. I mean, I know those are singles, too, but those are those are great. Hootie Who is one of my favorite tracks. Um, I love it. It's Hootie Who. Uh, (laughs) Such a a dope ass track. Um, And um, I really did like um, I liked uh, I should have wrote the name down. Claiming True was a good one for me. Uh, yeah, that yeah, was a yeah, highlight for me too. Yeah, claiming true is really good. And then you know, southern, uh, you know, the, the 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 namesake of the album. Uh, that that track was dope too. I'm still not even attempting <laughs> it anymore. Uh, Wait, the name of the southern playlistic Cadillac I music. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so, southern playlistic Cadillac music. Caladocious. Okay, sorry. <laughs> So those are some of my favorite. Those are some of my favorite tracks on the album for sure. Nice. nice. Uh, what about you? Like, what what are some highlights? Uh, what are, what's a track that like you really enjoyed, Ezra? So like, or, like, uh, you want to like kind of delve into? Yeah, um, claim and true was a highlight for me as well. Um, and then uh, I like I I don't know. I think that that one was like uh, kind of a good um, like combination of just like the uh 
general like sound that they're going for on this record but then also like it uh is a bit more dense and like has like they're kind of like saying more in it and stuff and um then i uh really like uh crumlin herb as well mm, um yeah yeah mm-hmm. that's so smooth that was a good one yeah, yeah absolutely um and then uh i want to say that like get up get out is a highlight of mine but i think that that is one of the ones that uh like kind of fall into what you were talking about where they uh like repeat the hook maybe like too many times and by that point it's like okay like we get it um (laughs) (laughs) but yeah so those are kind of like my major ones what about you yeah yeah i just like um i first of all like CeeLo on get up get out is CeeLo's verse is so good on that song like just like you could tell he was like this is like the stuff that was like the internal struggles that were like rattling around in his head and like uh he was just like the idea of just like um because every job i get is cold and demeaning sick of something something and toilet bowl cleaning like just like um give like providing valid reasons why i'm having such a hard time and like asking his family to like you know invest in me invest like i know it doesn't look very good right now but please like just like I'm working so hard every day and like you I'm worth investing in and he is you know he's uh later he uh he gets to sit in a chair and say you have a good voice <laughs> so like <laughs> another verse that I really liked in that song was uh like Andre's verse like when he mm-hmm. um is uh like talking like getting more into like the political stuff um, I think that yeah. like that is still uh, very relevant um, this year, especially with it like being an election year yeah. and stuff, and like yeah. um, that uh, like there's it, like that kind of like well, it feels hopeless. So like, why even try at this point? Um, mm-hmm. And like, it, doesn't it suck that that's still relevant? That's still relevant. Yeah. Today? Right. <laughs> It kind of, like, in America, it really feels like it will always be relevant, and that is uh, not so great. <laughs> I, I mean, one, one, thing that, one thing that, you know, uh, I mean, I, a lot of people were saying this, but a big reason why this is relevant is I think back when, like, Trump, Trump's dumbass won. Uh, sorry to all the Trump fans out there. Uh, oh, <laughs> if there are Trump fans that listen to our podcast, please stop. This isn't for you. Go away. <laughs> same for you. This ain't for you, our, motherfuckers. Our, our, our audience went down to negative zero. Like, damn, <laughs> damn. Y'all had that. Y'all had that Trump market. Uh, y'all had that Trump market just <laughs> locked up. Uh, but anyway, like when I'm thinking back to like when Trump won, and like a lot of black people was like, "We've been telling y'all this shit for years." I'm glad y'all just realizing how fucked up this country is. Mm-hmm. Uh, like yeah. that's how I equate like some of the lyrics on even on this album still being relevant today. It's just like we've been saying this shit for decades, y'all. <laughs> like so, I, I think this is yeah, a great yeah. get up, get out. It's a great get your shit together anthem, and it's also like every. Absolutely. At every verse on it is thematic. I like I like it best when it's like thematically connected to each other, and like each rapper has like a new like has like a different perspective they're getting at. Um, like CeeLo's talking about just like uh, their valid reasons why I'm having a hard time. Like Big Boy's like 
yeah, I was like raised to be like a devil child, but I'm I'm working hard with my friends. And Andre's like, yeah, I have to like, you know, if you play now, you have to suffer. You're gonna suffer later. And just like every rapper has like this unique perspective they're bringing to the table, and it feels like it feels very like uh, DIY. It feels very like um, just like it. It kind of does remind me of just like being young and like do doing something like creative for the first time and just like there are no rules and like the possibilities are limitless um and like uh i love the message just like to the outside world they might look like burnout thugs but in actuality they're like working so hard not only to survive but to thrive yeah Um, Mm -hmm. i think that's really cool uh deep is incredible i think this is the this is the first like outcasts like this is like kind of like the first like taste of really what's to come because yeah the rest of the record feel feels very like like the records following this is if this is bass like southern playlist of cadillac music if this is bass then like every other record after this is deviation from bass but this is a great like this is who we are this is hi i'm andre hi i'm you know big boy and like we're, we're and then just like branching off from there like artistically but like deep is the first time i could kind of like see where they're going uh i also think we have to uh to realize that not necessarily realize but also this album came out in 94 um so (laughs) you know so this what they were about to really kick off and do didn't really happen until 2000. And, and even by that point, you know, so much of music had changed, had changed, uh, you know, the introduction of Neptunes and, and, and Biggie and Tupac dying and, and, you know, uh, sample beats really like coming back and, 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 and even though they were still there, but just like, you know, Kanye really has started to, the Kanye style of producing was starting to really kick off uh, when Stankonia came out and stuff. So I, I, I had that same thought as you too. Like, man, they really deviated from those last like three, four albums from their first three. But then I was, mm-hmm. then it, it hit me like this album also came out in 94 and that's, this is where hip hop was uh, then. And even when Stankonia came out, Hip hop was in a very different place, uh, you know, at that point. Uh, you know, Jay Z was making, I just want to love you, who I am. You know, like that shit wasn't out in 1994, <laughs> but in 2000, <laughs> that was a very, that was a very popular sound as well. That I think what they do well is they grew with the times well and they, and they said, oh, the times are going here. Great. We'll get to the forefront of this time and, and, and really like kickstart it as well. They also knew when to like back out. Like I think that's, I think it adds to the legend that they stopped music making music as Outcast together um, when they felt like they're like too old and whatnot. Yeah, um, yeah. It's very respectable. Like I, I, Childish Gambino. It seems like he's gonna do that. He's gonna stop making music, um, which is like a little sad, but also like yeah, respect. That's cool. Like. You go out like go out on top, go out like a legend, and like people will talk about you for like years to come. Um, mm-hmm. I just Andre's third verse though is like so incredible of just like dispelling a lot of the stereotypes of just like 
just because like I'm wearing these like chains and whatever doesn't mean I'm like rich. Like it's actually like things are like really bad. And like, if you stepped into my shoes and like looked like he's been in that, in the, there's like that line, just like, Oh, step in my Cadillac. Let's ride through the hood. Hey, why don't you roll that window down so you can see a real good and take a look at all the pimps mm-hmm. and all the pushes and the players are living on a whim, thin ice and a prayer. And then just like, he's just basically saying, look at this shit. <laughs> like this, uh, this is my life. And like, it's just like, it's harrowing. And it's like, and it's yeah. just like, um, and then he's like, so tell me we're the same. Tell me we, you know, tell me, you know, we're equal, quote unquote. And it's just like scathing. And like, it's just like, this, this is the stuff I really love, um, in my, in my opinion. Um, yeah. My only complaint about this song is I wish Big Boy and Andre swapped the order of their verses. Like, I wish oh. Big Boy was first and third and Andre was second and fourth because that third verse is so powerful. Like, such a great note to end on. But then, like, on the fourth verse, Big Boy comes in like, I'm deeper than prostitutes' vaginas. Just like, just like, kind of comes in. <laughs> like <laughs> I do like Big Boy's verse, but I just think it would have been, I thought it would have been more impactful if Andre's third verse was last. Yeah. Is all. I mean, I, I, the thing I like about... It just depends on the song, too. Because Big Boy... Like, Miss Jackson, uh, Big Big Boy's verse is perfect to go last. Uh, and, mm-hmm. and, and you know, Andre's... Stat, you know, Three Stacks' first ver- verse was just a perfect palate cleanser for that song, right? Even So Fresh and yeah. So Clean, his verse is a perfect palate cleanser for that song. But for a song like this, yeah, like you feel like that it should have been reversed. I I definitely agree with that. Yeah, uh, I like I like the the title track, the titular track, Southern playlist of Cadillac Love music. It. I like. <laughs> it's a good one. Kind of stuck on. Just keep bragging, okay? On you guys. <laughs> keep saying um, it, man. Keep saying it. <laughs> um, but like, um, I like this is this is a song I really enjoyed the, um. This is a song I really enjoyed the it felt like just too like the chemistry between the two is like so tight and like it's almost like what like they're like big boys an extension of Andre and vice versa just like how um you could tell when I hear the song I imagine like the other like one one's rapping I imagine the other kind of just like bopping their head like being supportive like yeah it's <laughs> like um along to it i like how andre's verses are like feel stream of conscious but in actuality are very like tightly constructed um yeah i don't know plays balls a lot of fun just like uh i like how it's a not a non-christmas song i think that's like a fun twist on it like just like (laughs) so far as in they like censor all the christmas references i think it's so funny (laughs) like um yeah uh Okay, I guess that's it then. Um, let's get into uh, final thoughts and ratings. Uh, the way this goes is we'll rate this record 1 out of 10 blanks out of 10. And uh, yeah, Ezra, uh, what, what would you rate this record? I So I think I'm going to go ahead and rate this one um, 8 out of 10 sprinkle sprinkles motherfucker. Um, and... <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, I think that um, it's very solid. I've said so many times on this podcast that I love it when songs like the easiest way for like an album to um, like 
get to me is like if it is very like succinct and like together as like a cohesive thing instead of being like a collection of singles and i think that they do uh that really well especially with like the interludes kind of like stitching it all together um i think it's a great uh introduction to them um like i said they seem uh they don't seem like um two kids basically like two teenagers um they uh like yeah i think um it kind of uh sets a good um like precedent for like their future stuff and um i'm excited to get like more into their music because i haven't uh really like listened ahead a lot on them <laughs> uh yeah so um i think this is a good like it's like as i said i think this is a good introduction record um and i agree with jackie's that like you know some of the hooks weren't as sticky as like they could have been or like iconic as they could be but like that's that's too much that's a lot to expect from like you know a first record um um but like yeah i think this is like um i think the chemistry between big boy and andre are there but i just think they need a little more time to like refine their voices really um but other than that i think this is a really great um, I had a great time listening to it, so I'm gonna give it. Uh, uh, I'm gonna give it seven whims. I'm gonna give it seven pimps, pushers, players living on a whim, thin ice, and a prayer. <laughs> love it, love it. The hot, the just the most beautiful rating. <laughs> Both of you, guys, <laughs> I love them. Um. Yeah, this album was this album was dope. I I, I will give it a uh, seven and a half. Uh, love pieces and chicken greases. Uh, yeah, <laughs> that's that's what I'm gonna give it. Um, you know, knowing the hits that are to come, and this this is a little bit of an unfair assessment, but knowing the hits that are to come, um, elevators. You know, Rosa Parks. Uh you know uh, miss jackson so fresh and so clean hey uh you know just so many just bangers in all different elements of their careers um this album i don't want to say is lacking that but this album um this album doesn't have that one song that i'm like oh yeah that song from so and so um mm. for me and but that's a very nitpicky uh critique if i'm listening to the album you know as a as a singular album i think it's dope it's a dope ass album uh i feel like they're very mature in their voices already um even though we know yeah. where they're gonna go uh i keep trying to catch myself to not hold against them where we know they're gonna go uh when you know as i think about this album because let's just say they never went there this album still stands pretty strongly uh on its own you know so i i I do like it for that reason uh you know what i'm saying it has some the fun interludes the fun little introduction to three stacks and big boy and like a lot of the southern rap that was gonna start to be introduced to us in the southern hip-hop music that was going to be introduced to us for the years to come. And 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 I think like a lot of those Southern artists owe Outkast a very big gratitude and debt uh, for this album because 
if this album wasn't good, we don't get the outcast that we all think of when we think of these two. You know, this album has to be great for us to give them the ability to take the chances that they did for the rest of their career. Um, and, and it was, it was, it was, it was a great album. It's a, you know, it may not be a hip hop classic, uh, as far as best albums of all time, uh, but it, it deserves its place as far as this was a good ass hip hop album and, uh, and one to definitely listen to, you know, in the rotation. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think I'm done with this record. Like, um, like, like, cause like some, for the show, we have to like consume so much music. We have to like, you know, sometimes we'll like, when we're done with it, we're done with it forever. <laughs> we'll never listen to it again. <laughs> but like, yeah. uh, this, I'm like, this I could revisit. This is like, this is worth revisiting. This is worth like delving into even more, even when it's not homework. Ooh. Um, so <laughs> <laughs> now let's get into our, <gasps> I've been meaning to listen to that. And I did playlist. Playlist. Yeah. Um, so, <laughs> yeah, Jackie knows what we're talking about. Um, so, so I'll go first this week. Um, so this record came out in 94 and another artist who kind of like had their debut in 94 is Brandy. And, uh, I've been, we did an episode on her that never came out. Um, but like, I've been, I listen. she came out with a new single, uh, the other day and I think, you know, we listen to Aphrodisiac and like, I, there's like a clear like arc and growth from that to this record and that, that I think is like really cool. And it's also like really cool that like, you know, she's making like really cool stuff in her forties. Like that's like her voice is more fuller. You know, she seems happier. Wait, seems women like exist in, in their forties. What? <laughs> what? Yeah. I just learned the this media yesterday. Didn't it's crazy. Tell me that. <laughs> <laughs> see earlier 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 your dad told his first lie and i don't know i think you lying i think you lying andrew <laughs> um you're right she's 25 anyways um no um no brandy's like this song's called brandy, i love brandy yeah uh this song's uh baby mama uh with by brandy and uh chance the rapper has a little feature click only kind of first real love my baby got them dreams she can touch in a voice from above. She's a pearl in the rough. It takes a village Yeah, this is a great song. Uh, she's basically like talking, like trying to empower women, trying to empower single mothers. And like, just like, you know, because in the 90s, it was very shamed. And it was very like, there's like a stigma against it. But now she's just like owning it. She's like, she's really very comfortable in her own skin. She's like, and Chance has like a, like, his verse kind of reminds me of like post like post acid rap post like uh uh like post like surf era chance where it's just like 30 seconds of just him like kind of going in but also like I, I like it's like a good like it's a good hybrid of all those styles or like also like his modern style where he's a little happier just like in a more stable place so um yeah he's just like Chances there, he's like saying, like, yeah, women, good job. <laughs> it's just like, um, so yeah, I think the song's great. Uh, it sounds good. Uh, Brandy looks gorgeous in the video. And like, uh, yeah, it's a very it's a great song. I love it. Thanks. So, uh, Dope. Uh, yeah. I'll go ahead and go next. Um, so just thinking about um, 
and like reading about like outcast and the uh influence that they had on um music today and stuff uh i kind of realized that there are like a lot of artists that uh wouldn't necessarily be like there or they wouldn't be as big um or they wouldn't have had the opportunities that they had like without outcast and one of those artists um that came to mind uh was run the jewels like an another um Whoa. like rap duo and uh like particularly with uh like killer mike kind of coming from that same scene or um if you know him yeah. by his more formal name murderer michael um sorry that was just a joke that <laughs> <laughs> my partner made that uh i had to repeat um but it's good, it's good. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, so that was real. Uh, I was like, "Whoa!" <laughs> no, that's um, what he puts on his business cards and stuff. <laughs> Murder, <laughs> Michael. <laughs> um, but yeah, no. Uh, so I'm going to choose the song uh, "Early" by Run the Jewels. Ooh, click. It be feeling like the life that I'm living, man, on control. Every day I'm in a fight for my soul. Could it be that my medicine's the evidence for pigs to stop and frisk me when they roll around on patrol? And ask why you're here. I just tell them because it is what it is. I live here and that what it is. Each time you got a dime, I say, man, I'm trying to smoke and chill. Please don't lock me up in front of my kid. And in front of my wife, man, I ain't got a gun and a knife. You do this and you ruin my life. And I apologize if you see So, uh, yeah, this is from uh, their second album. And uh, it's a very, like, heavy song like uh touching on like uh police like corruption and brutality and stuff and um i uh yeah it's like um very good and um important and they're saying like a lot of uh like really important shit on there and my brain is melting today so i do not have much else to say about this song but yeah yeah jakees what's your pick my pick is um this is a this isn't a new song uh and i kind of spoke negatively of the album earlier but like i said there were some really great songs on this album um it's a jay-z song um if you are a fan of storytelling um i think this is one of the best hip-hop fuck hip-hop it's one of the best songs ever when it comes to storytelling and it's called Meet the Parents by Jay-Z. Uh, it's from The Blueprint Ooh, 2. Click. Let's take a trip now, memory. Lane at the cemetery. Rain, gray skies. Seems at the end of every young black life is this line. Damn, him already. Such a good kid. Got us pouring him already. Liquor to the curve. Um, the Blueprint 2 is, divi- is uh, divided into two albums, The Gift and The Curse. Uh, so this song is on The Curse uh, album. And the song is it, it is it, it doesn't have any hooks. It doesn't have a chorus. It Whoa. is literally a story, and it's a story about uh, it's a story about growing up without a father, um, and and how if you don't take care of your children, you will kill them. And I'll 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 leave it at that. Um, I Jesus, truly. Wow. Please go listen to it because it is one of it is it is in my I'm a huge Jay Z stand. It is top three my favorite Jay Z songs of all time, um, and I'm a huge Jay Z stand. I love Jay Z, so it's a great song. Meet the parents from the Blueprint to the Curse. Uh, it's it's really short. It's like four minutes, but listen to it 
and when it starts going and you under you start understanding when the story is going it's just like damn 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 uh it's really good so i gotta put that on a playlist it's it's a good album it has good tracks on it and it's about the gift is about joy and love and uh, from the hip-hop sense and the curse is about shit life ain't great (laughs) and like those are the two and they put them together it's dope it's a good album but just too many songs yeah Okay, um, so thank you so much, Jackies. This is so much fun. Um, My pleasure, you're, guys. You're this an is incredible. Fun. You're you're an incredible guest. Um, so chill, so cool, so fresh, so clean. Um, <laughs> and uh, uh, yeah. So uh, and you didn't get up in the middle and say that you have to go <laughs> eat something. So we really appreciate that. Um, <laughs> I'm very hungry. Hey. <laughs> hey guys, listen. Uh, I don't. I don't eat. I don't eat when it's podcast time. I don't eat when it's time to lay down some 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 wisdom on the on the cast. <laughs> Hell yeah, I am quoting. That. It's a sacred <laughs> sacred platform. Um, sacred. Yeah. So, uh, anything you'd like to plug, Jackie's? Any like? Uh, any, any, yeah. Anything you'd like to plug? Um. Sure. You know. I think everything you everything. Um. You know, you can find that I'm doing on social media at Jackie's Neal on Twitter, Instagram. I got a couple. I, I, you know, I hate to be one of those guys that one of those actors that be like, man, I got some really cool stuff coming out that I can't talk about. Uh, but, you know, I, I am very lucky to say that uh, during the quarantine, uh, I've been very lucky to book a couple things that when when Whoa. this is over nice. uh, will be will be dope when it finally does come out. Uh, so be on the lookout for Wait, that. Wait, I'm reading on deadline Avengers f- 5? <laughs> Avengers 5 starring Jackie's Neil. It's is just going to be called Avengers 5, 5 starring Jackie's like Neil. Avengers and then like a subtitle. <laughs> no, like no, no. We titled the other ones. What do you want from us? Like, <laughs> you're going to see it, from us? you assholes. You know? <laughs> <laughs> uh, I mean, but you know, listen. Listen, I will say this. You're not that far off. Uh, so, like, that's that's Ooh. a really cool thing. Uh, and Culture Kings. Culture Kings. Listen to Culture Kings uh, on the Earwolf Network. You know, listen to that. It's a great show. So much fun. Like, so, it's, like, very, like, it's a great hangout show. Um, and uh, just, like, uh, you make your guests feel very, like, welcome and, like, heard and valued kind of the opposite of this show so yeah it's great <laughs> not I, at I, all I, you guys I, are I, you guys are great you guys are great aw. uh so you can find the show at uh on you know wait what do we do oh yeah the website is ibmtltt.com you can find the social media of the show at ibmtltt on facebook and instagram uh you can follow me at andrew a lee on Instagram. You can follow Ezra at Ezra.Indigo on Instagram. Uh, listen to the show on Google. It's pretty great. Um, so, yeah. like Let's uh, conclude the episode with a closing sentiment from Jackie's. Oh. Uh, uh, do you want this to be funny or just like something something nice? It can be whatever. It can be, it can be whatever, whatever you want it to be. <laughs> okay. Yeah. My mom, my mom, this is the quote from my mom that literally uh, shaped my life. So I'll say this. <gasps> do, do what, what you, you do. What you do. And do and what you do, do best. What you do best. best. Hell yeah, yeah, guys. That's your mom's. 
Your mom sounds like a nice, nice lady. If <laughs> she's over forty, I don't think she's real. If she's order, over forty, though. So, no. um, <laughs> thanks everybody. Have a great day. We love you. Bye. Bye.